These principles are the principles of leading your life effectively. And so within the show, Leadership for Life, some have a focus which perhaps is more personal and some other shows more professional. But ultimately, it's about the principles for living a happy, successful, abundant, fulfilling life, personally and professionally. You are listening to Next Up Nation, where leaders and influencers dish their secrets to inform, inspire, and entertain serious podcasters with host Tiffany Youngren. Get ready to hear at least one way to attract more loyal listeners and profit from your podcast. Remember, though, none of what we say can help you if you don't take action. So let's make it easy. If you're new to the show, go to nextstepnation.com slash listener for show notes and a free podcast budget worksheet. For our loyal listeners who want to stop dabbling and start dominating, visit nextstepnation.com slash get started to learn more about how we can help you hit your targets in the next 100 days. Now here's the show. Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, host of Next Up Nation, where we help podcasters and YouTubers with vision become preeminent thought leaders in their industries. You are about to have the incredible opportunity to listen as we dig into the why, who, and what of a podcaster's show. Then at the end, we will identify one powerful how, one action that she can take for results in the next 30 days. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Gina Gardner, host of Leadership for Life on the W4CY TV and radio show. Hey, Gina. Hello there. Very pleased to be here. Thank you yeah. for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming. Uh, well, Leadership for Life is Gina's show, and that uh, she's released 24 episodes since November of 2020 to the time of this recording, which today, as we record it, is May 17th of 2021. Uh, Gina has been podcasting and, and a guest on other shows and uh, part of that network and has experience in this area since uh, 2016. She is a multiple number one international best-selling author, empowerment speaker, and the founder of Genuinely You Leadership. With more than 30 plus years of life leadership experience, she continues helping leaders become more enlightened and limitless in their impact and income initiatives in order to achieve and sustain holistic profitability in their personal and professional missions. So Gina, again, thanks for being here. When did you start? We, we mentioned you've, you've been going since November with Leadership for Life. Why did you start Leadership for Life? Um, I already had a radio show, um, but I wanted something where I had the option of doing TV and radio. And because my work is very broad, I work with people and it's all around personal empowerment and transformational leadership. And because I believe that in order to be a great leader of other people, you first have to lead yourself. Um, it was for me a logical step. I'd, I'd done, I probably done about 150, 200 podcasts as a guest. And so I felt it was time that I utilized not only my experience in terms of developing people and leaders, but also all of that experience in terms of podcasting. And the opportunity came up to work with W4CY, and it seemed like the perfect sort of uh, space, really, for me to slot myself into. Awesome. That's so great. One of the questions that I had you before had for you before the show that you answered for me is why, why, you know, what's your purpose behind the show? And you, and you said then I have a mission to positively impact, um, 
a million people through the development of enlightened, profitable leadership, uh, creating opportunities to spread the word and engage with a much wider audience. Is that still true? And why is that important to you? Um, It is still true. Why is it important? All of my life, my working life has been around empowerment. So I was the principal of a large school for 20 years and I ran my school for the most part from a wheelchair. The gift in that was recognising that um, how we deal with life's challenges is what makes the difference, not the challenge itself. And there was a huge gift in terms of leadership from that experience in that I couldn't physically get into my classroom. So I had to find a way of empowering people to take radical responsibility for themselves and a shared responsibility for the success of the school. It was very successful. Um, We were on the best 100 schools in England list twice during my tenure. And when I left headship in, in the UK, we call it headship. Um, in 2004, I wasn't ready to um, to watch daytime television all day. <laughs> I had all of this experience. And so I did a research project to start with and then started to work with uh, corporates and businesses using the same principles and structures and techniques as I had not only in my own um, school, but in dozens of others through the Beacon School um, programme. And what I recognised with all of that is when I went into work with organisations, how often the quality of leadership was having a negative impact on people. That's before I started working with them, Mm. where the leaders themselves were overwhelmed, that they were struggling. Many of them had the, um, the, the delegation style of it's quicker to do it yourself rather than Um, delegate effectively because at least you know it's done properly Mm -hmm. Um, and of course the people on the receiving end were also struggling so I started to do a bit of research about the impact of of uh, leadership within organizations and that can be any organization from a family to a, a big conglomerate and the quality of leadership is key and where leadership is not great the levels of Anxiety, depression, stress, ill health are huge. Um, Organisations lose good people because they don't stay because the environment is toxic. In the UK alone, this is in 2019, £70 billion was lost to the economy because of days off due to stress. Mm. And I'm told that in the US, it's it's um, commensurate with that. Obviously, you're a bigger country with far more people, so you're talking about an even bigger impact, aren't you, into the economy. That's without the human cost to people and relationships, to family life and so on. And it seemed to me that I have the technology, the uh, strategies, the um, experience to help leaders lead in a way that... Avoids all of those challenges. Mm. And so it it made sense to me that, you know, all of the work that I've done to date in reality is preparation for using this moving forward. Now, add to that that we have the most amazing shift in terms of consciousness that there is, you know, that the the thinking that got us to the place that we are now isn't going to be the thinking that gets us out of that place. And so my mission. 
um, was recognised, I think, rather than started. Um, and I'm passionate about helping leaders step into the leadership role by leading themselves first. And then from that place of strength and taking radical responsibility for themselves and how they operate, then actually nurturing other people so they can do the same. Mm, I think that's amazing. You know, it's fascinating too, because, uh, you know, as a leader, you, you look at, you know, ways to better yourself and how can I be a better leader? And a lot of times that has to do with production or culture, hearing the numbers as far as the economic impact, I, I hadn't even really, you don't, you don't hear that as much, you know, that it, that you're truly as a leader, it's, it's multifaceted. It, there's such a big impact when you improve your leadership. It's interesting because I think one of the issues that I've noticed since the last recession, 2008-9, is that the, the quality of leadership has, has taken a particular direction, which has been all about hard top numerical targets. And they've often been draconian and unrealistic, given what's gone on. And they have forgotten the people. Mm. And for me, when you start with yourself first, you have to be authentic, hence the genuinely you. You have to, um, you have to walk your talk. You know, it's no good telling people that, you know, we have a culture of respect when you don't respect anybody or we have a culture of caring if you don't demonstrate any care. That ultimately, how you show up as a leader, if you then work with your people, that you nurture and grow them, if they have a, an understanding of what the vision is and they share that vision, if they are part of creating the culture, magic happens mm. because they take ownership of helping you to succeed. They're more creative. They're more engaged. They're more motivated. Um, and that ultimately you get the best out of people, which means that in the medium to long term, you are much more productive. Yes, in the short term, having these very hard targets where you don't care about you know, burning your people out, in the short term, you can probably be more profitable, but it's not sustainable exactly. and it comes at a huge cost. So for me, it's about the holistic way forward that, you know, your people literally are your treasure. And if you step into your own power, genuine power, it's not about um, negating the power of others. And you see lots of examples around the world from politicians downwards where power has been badly used, in my mm. opinion. Yeah. That it is, I'm strong, you're weak, I have dominion over you. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But when you step into your genuine power, you see the potential in others and you want to nurture that. And in doing so, it means that when you have hard things to say, you know, the conversations around my expectation of you is higher than this, this isn't good enough. People take that feedback because they know that you care and that you are doing it in their best interests as well as in terms of your profitability. And so they see it as a developmental thing rather than as you having a go. And I have plenty of experience of that, not only in my own organisation, but with many of the organisations I've worked 
with that when leaders take the responsibility that if something's going wrong, instead of pointing the finger and saying, you can't get the staff these days, or, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to get rid of them because they're no good, rather than how is it that I'm operating and what responsibility do I have? You know, were my expectations clear, explicit, shared from the outset? Did I appoint the right person? Have they been trained in the right way? Have I communicated effectively? We're talking now using the same words, but effectively we're talking two languages. And if we start to unpick words like excellence or not good enough, which you you heard here banded around hugely, but unless you drill down to what behaviours do you need to see in order for it to be excellent, mm. what's the difference between good and excellent and those to be shared, then you start to see standards rise and productivity rises because everybody knows what's expected of them, but in a way that is supportive rather than one that that knocks people down and destroys them. Right, right. Well, I have to say, as you're talking, I'm. I was thinking I could literally talk about this for two hours. I love this topic. I love, and I could listen to you talk for two hours. I think, <laughs> but let's. I want to. I want to kind of move on. We're gonna a uh, couple more things. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the who of your show, like who you're talking to. Uh, what it is that you're doing, your number one goal that you shared with me right now is that you want more people to hear that message, like hear that whole story about leadership and the impact that it can have uh, in different ways, not just money, not just productivity, but culture, you know, in, in all these uh, facets of our life. And, and I mean, honestly, what you're talking about, it affects business. It, it affects parenting. I mean, there's a lot of these things you're saying. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I was just talking to my granddaughter and someone said, oh, that's not good enough. And I'm like, okay, so may this is what good enough is, you know? So it, I yeah. think that what you're talking about is so important. Um, so now it's just a matter of how can we get more people to discover you so that they're able to, uh, be part of that vision that you have for it. Who is your ideal audience? Who do you envision getting the most out of your show? It's really interesting you say that because for uh, for a long time, lots of people have said, you know, you've got to niche down and niche down and niche down. And I really struggled because my youngest client has been seven. My oldest client has been 84. Um, I've worked with individuals, couples, teams, whole organizations. So my target audience is people. And hence the leadership for life, because these principles, as you so rightly say, they you're the common denominator. You take yourself into every moment of every day. You don't suddenly become a different person when you go to work or when you come home. These principles are the principles of leading your life effectively. And so within the show, Leadership for Life, some I have a focus which perhaps is more personal and some other shows more professional. But ultimately, it's about the principles for living a happy, successful, abundant, fulfilling life, personally and professionally. And so you know, the audience is wide. Um, it is more about are people open to taking um responsibility for the quality of their life in the way they think, the way they speak, the way they act, and so on. 
Yeah. And, and I can totally see how people of every demographic would get a lot out of it. However, a lot of people wouldn't be interested in it. You know what I mean? Like if um, a lot of people could get a lot out of it, but not everyone's going to be the one that's like, oh, yeah, what, what do you, what do you listen to? Oh, I listen to leadership <laughs> podcasts, you know? So that's yeah. one reason I, I usually, there's, there's a next part to my question, but before we get to that part, it's just really good to understand um, because when you, t- like, let's say I, <clears throat> you know, I have a show and, um, and I help podcasters, but podcasters can mean, um, you know, formula one racers, <clears throat> excuse me. It could be, you know, politicians. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different kinds of people, but there's kind of a interest demographic that yeah. we're filling. So, um, for example, um, you know, and I, and when you, and there's a mark, there's a marketing phrase. If you're, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody, you know, um, when you're reading, you think about when you read on social media and someone's going blanket, like, Hey, everybody, you don't really feel like that person's talking to you. Whereas if, if you say like, you know what, if you right now are struggling with people being frustrated with you, here's something, you, you know, that might help you. So it, with that, with that context, what type of people would you say would be the most interested in your show? I think it's those who are who already um, have an understanding that um, they are interested in developing themselves, that they have recognized that they are going to be the, the person that will make a difference in their own lives. I suspect more people will be women than men because I think that uh, women gravitate to those sort of things. But there's a growing number of men. Um, And I would say you're probably talking about the demographic 35 to 65 um, people who um, who have a, a, a recognition that they want life to be even better. And would you say too that it's somebody who sees themselves as a leader in some way? Because if I they think, don't, if they don't recognize that they're not leading anything, it's it's almost like you're having to talk them into it, and that's hard. Whereas when you're marketing, it's like let's talk to the people who are already on board, you know. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts about that? No doubt, there's no doubt that people see uh, leadership and they will be uh, attracted to it because they are already either aspiring or they are have some sort of leadership role. Um, so I have no doubt those will be uh, people who will be um, interested. However, I think that um, as we market the guests and the range of guests that have come onto the show, because every every show has a, a the meet in the middle of the sandwich is a guest um, and the, many of the people that have come are well known and they are well known for their field. So we've had Mary Buffett, for example, talking about uh, finances. We've had Sami Sato, who was the originator of B1G1. Um, Michael Lozier was my guest last week and he wrote Law of Attraction um, and has sold millions of copies of his book, been on Oprah Winfrey's show four times and so on. So I think that my hope is, and I could be wrong, but my hope is that that the the broad range of guests will attract people who perhaps didn't see themselves as leaders, but then will listen to that show and then think, oh, this is interesting. I'll look again and I'll look at who else is going to be on. 
Okay. And so as you're imagining people finding it, whether it's they're attracted to that amazing guest that you have on your show, or if they know that they want to improve themselves and they're looking for some leadership, um, whether it's their own leadership of themselves or their family or their business, what, what problem are you solving for them? So in other words, you have a show uh, and you're saying, listen to my show and people want a yep. transformation. They don't really want to learn stuff, but they do want to number one, be entertained. And number two, they want to feel like, especially your target audience where they want to improve themselves. What transformation are you promising them if they listen to your show over time? Every show will offer them some practical strategy for them to improve the quality of their life if they choose to employ it. So it doesn't matter which show it is, the themes might be different. It might be around uh, attracting abundance. It could be around dealing with uh, past baggage through abuse. It could be around um, seeing themselves as um, taking charge of their lives or um, communicating more effectively. But whatever the theme of the show might be, um, there are practical things for them, simple things to them, for them to incorporate into their lives that will, they've got a proven track record that if you use them, they will make things better. So you want a happier life more consistently, then there'll be stuff on the show. You want to have better relationships, then there will be, um, there'll be um, programs which are talking specifically about improving relationships, confidence. So the, the, whatever the theme is, that there are practical, um, easy to incorporate things that don't cost you anything that will actually impact positively on your life if you choose to use them consistently. That's awesome. So as you are uh, creating the content for your shows and develop, you know, getting your guests and developing the content of what you'll be talking about throughout each episode, is there something that you do now to that you've been able to evaluate what the response is from the audience and respond to that? So like if you're getting a lot of listens on a certain topic or a certain author, have you found yourselves making finding yourself making adjustments based on I think some sort of I think it's quite early still in that we've only been going since November. Certainly looking at the uh, at the numbers and there are certain themes which um, are more positive than others. What's not clear, of course, is whether those are because of a particular guest. And of course, the, the podcast goes over 100 platforms. And so keeping track of, of what um, response there is on each of these would be a full time uh, operation. So I'm sure there's more analytics that we should be doing. Um, but at the moment, um, I have to say it's a much more um, light touch uh, looking at what appeals to people. Um, and in the end, I think, I suppose I've, I've done it because I found interesting people to talk to um, that I am. Um, you know, I found interesting and have either a really great inspirational story or know that they've got practical know-how that would be of value to people so that ultimately it creates a compendium which becomes a resource for people to dip into. Well, and 
Uh, one thing that you just mentioned was this whole idea of analytics and what do you watch yeah. for? And I talk about this I, I, every time I interview someone in the hot seat. <laughs> and that is the okay. fact that with, with podcasting, it's so messy. Like there's no, like, here's your, I mean, there are platforms that pull in data, but even that you know, you'll go into, you know, talking to different leaders in podcasting and they'll all say like, oh, well, that one isn't very accurate or all that. But at the end of the day, we have to make decisions, right? So we still have to, you know, like what you're talking about, we have to take responsibility. Like we still have to look at something. What are the data points that you look at to get some kind of a gauge? You know, you, you mentioned you want more listeners. Like what are you gauging that with for the most part? Knowing that there's no... Surefire. Absolutely honest with you. Um, my initial thoughts was I would wait. I would do it for a year and see um, after a year what because I think these things take time to build. And I could be wrong, but this is certainly having spoken to people. This is you know what I've been warned. Don't expect instant results. It takes time to build these things up and for people to get to know you and so on. So my view was that I would do it for a year. And then at the end of the year, you know, do a, a an audit of what's gone well. Um, is it worth my time? Because it is, you know, by the time you've found the guest, talked to the guest, um, set up the admin for the guest, and done the interview and the the the, uh, the marketing of that episode and the follow up, it's a big investment in terms of time and money. Um, but it seems sensible that we wouldn't expect. Um, significant results very early on it would take time for those to build up now I'm very happy for you to tell me that that's that's not the right <laughs> approach <laughs> no I, I it's actually been, it's refreshing to hear somebody say that because that is the people with like the monster awesome podcast that's what they did they're like um but usually there's something they're watching because I don't know um maybe it's my competitive spirit and their competitive spirit but there's just that I, I still want to know downloads. I want to see that even though it's not a ton, it's not year two numbers or anything. I want to see that more people are listening yeah. today than yesterday, <laughs> things like that. Like, am I on the right track? Are people, you know, is this resonating with anyone? Is anyone responding to any of the episodes? Um, you know, things We're like that. We're certainly getting responses to the, um, the media um social media things that go out and you know people who have listened to it and said how much they've enjoyed it and that it was interesting and so on now whether they're just being kind I don't know uh, but they two seem to be different people who have been drawn in as I say by the different guests but I think the other thing that's coming out of these podcasts of course is that they are creating content for my website um, and for my membership site. So, you know, there are, there are several aspects to this. Um, it creates credibility in the sense that you're a TV and radio host. Certainly, I'm starting to get people approaching me saying, can we be on your show, rather than me reaching out and saying, would you like to be on my show? Um, but I, I, I'm loath to start um, getting caught up in you know, the numbers, different shows are showing different numbers on different platforms. Mm -hmm. To be, to be re re realistic about it, I have not sat down and gone through every, every platform and looked at, at the listeners for every show. I don't have the manpower for that. Um, yeah. Um, and so, um, it, 
I know the numbers are building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, six months in, that's probably um, what one can expect having been uh, completely unknown on the platform um, prior to this. So by the end of the year, then I'll make a decision as to whether or not it is worth the investment and then we'll take it from there. I think it's great. And and again, I love your attitude of this is the first year, let's kind of do it and then see what the what the feedback is, what the numbers look like and things like that. Um, you know, where are people viewing it or listening to it most? I'm, I'm a total fan of putting money behind what already works. So that's a good time to get enough numbers in to go, okay, everybody's watching on YouTube. Let's up our, you know, what's our video look like? Things like that. Um, and improving the areas that are working the best. So I think that that's, that's really smart. But there's several curveballs or curveballs. So, for example, one of the um, when I went on, one of the, the, the things that I was really pleased about was that it was going to be um, put on the iHeartRadio uh, platform. We've suddenly become aware that if you aren't in North America, you can't listen to iHeartRadio. No. The links don't work. Huh. Um, unless you pay for the subscription. Wow. I did not know that. That's no, so neither did I until 10 days ago. Okay. Oh, <laughs> when, um, but they've obviously changed the rules. Now, um, so where our guests, you know, we would send the iHeartRadio link. Um, there's no point in sending it to people in the UK um, because most people who would go and listen don't want to subscribe to iHeartRadio. They want to go and listen to the, a particular episode. So we're just having to reorganize all of the um, uh, the promotional stuff to use some of the other like Spotify, Pandora, um, Amazon and so on, mm-hmm. um, because it's staff to put something that's being spread internationally, which then, you know, a large percentage of the world can't actually access easily. Right. So right. It- some of this is you learn as you go along. Um well, and podcasting so, is changing so fast. Like yeah. it seemed like five minutes ago, I mean, it was a couple of years ago, but we we're at 550,000 podcasts existed. And then mm-hmm. this year it's over 2 million. So, I mean, through the pandemic, it's just absolutely skyrocketed, which means that the people who, you know, number one, tactics are changing because and strategies okay. are changing because people's behavior is changing. Uh, there's so many more shows on the market. So there are all these different ways of doing it. And then, all, but the good thing is, is the technology is improving. It also means yeah. things like, you know, the platforms change their rules, which happens all the time, like, you know, have as a podcaster, I think it's really smart to get alerts if Apple makes an announcement, if, you know, <laughs> iHeartRadio makes an announcement, things like that. So getting those kind of alerts, I think it is really yeah. smart. Can I just say to you that they didn't let anybody know that, um, oh, wow. so far as I know, we found it by chance. I then <laughs> spoke to a couple of people who experienced podcasters who said, no, 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 we can get onto it. And I said, yeah, but you're in North America or you're in, you know, you're in the USA or you're in Canada. And they then did some research and said, yeah, you're right. Oh man. Um, That's so, so crazy. You know, yeah. It is, it is an interesting, um, it's an interesting journey. Yes, for sure. So we just talked about the why 
the why you are doing your podcast, what it's about, who you're talking to. We're going to talk a little bit right now about what's working really well for you. And then right after that, we'll go into maybe some ideas, some things that I see that you're doing really, really great. There's a lot of that. I'm super impressed with a lot of things. I probably shouldn't like, I just almost, uh, you know, let the cat out of the bag, but there's just a ton of stuff I can already see that you're doing really well. Some areas of opportunity that I see. And then you know, if I was the boss of the world and could make you do one thing, what would that be? Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about what it is that you're already doing before we do now you, your show leadership for life. It is on the W4CY network. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And, and do they produce your show? Yes. Do they promote your show? Uh, to a small extent. Okay. So you do a lot of your own promotion. Is that yes. true? Okay. Yes. Um, and so what are some things that you're doing to promote your show that you feel have really been effective? So engaging with guests to get them to promote too, and providing them with uh, promotional um, images and all of the details. I think that's working well. Works better with some guests than it does with others inevitably um we use linkedin and facebook so all of the um episodes are um advertised beforehand and they are followed up with listen to and then they go into a rolling program of social media um, um posts so once it's been done, it goes into a rolling program. So it'll it, it'll come out every so many weeks. Um, of course, as I get more shows, so the time between the promotion, the re-promotion will uh, go out. I do articles, uh, not every moment because I've got other things that I'm promoting, uh, but there are articles. Um, and then... I still do some podcasts and when I'm on podcasts, um, get the opportunity to advertise my own TV uh, show and, and podcast. So um, we've got a, a, a program. Of course, there could be a lot more. Again, it comes down to um, physical resources, really. And do you delegate those tasks or do you do your own social media, all that kind of thing? It's a mixture. I have somebody who works for me 12 hours a week. Um, but they also have a lot of other things that they have to do. This is just one little bit of what they do. So it's a mixture of them and me. Okay. And how, I'm just super curious, not, I mean, almost never does someone come on and say, oh yeah, I've got this rolling social media program. And so that's really awesome that you do that. Do you use like a scheduler and yes. so your, your show's yes. produced, you kind of take out content from it, like images or something, or do you just kind of like, here's a link, go. So the the promotional um, image, which is used to, as a pre um, taster to say it's coming, here's the, you know, the guest um, join us, that same image will be used for come and listen to, and that will then be used in the, uh, in the um, subsequent social media posts that go out on a on a, a scheduled basis okay they so also then go on to the website or the membership site um, and so people can delve into those um, 
So they're seen as a resource on the website. They're categorised. So um, you were talking earlier about, you know, who would they attract? So some of them, they'll be categorised around relationships or family or um, um, communication or leading others or whatever. So they're very easy to find the subject matter that they would be interested in. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I'm just going to say right now, like one of the things you're extremely strong in is your website, uh, specifically your, uh, genuinely hyphen you.co. Uh, I just think is like, if, if I was the boss of the world and I told everybody to do one thing, I would be like, go look at her website. <laughs> and That's what you should do. It's so great because you just have all these blog, um, you know, it's, it's, you can click podcast, uh, you know, the shows come up, you've got, you know, your featured episodes, you've got your latest episodes, you've got all episodes, and then you click on them. Um, and then boom, it's well branded. It's consistently branded. Um, you've got easy links to how to listen in, you know, all these major places. And one thing that made me kind of go off on this whole, you know, rant about how awesome your website is, is I also love that you have the podcast categories, you know, that you do break it down into interests. Um, number one, as a user, I just think the user experience on your site is really, really good. The other thing is that, um, you know, and, and I quote this stat every episode, I swear, but it's really helpful to know that, you know, Edison Research and NPR did a study on where, how people find podcasts to listen to or, um, audio, audio shows. And the number one way was through a web search. So if you're looking and usually, you know, if you think about someone's doing a web search, they're like looking up, how can I be a better leader? <laughs> you know, they're not looking up, you know, they're not going to like magically know the name of your show. You know, they're going to look yeah. something up topically. Yeah. And so the idea that not only you have each episode has its own, you know, page with summary, um, but it also that SEO from having the category set up, like it's, it's proper web structure. So I just, I'm super, um, happy that you do that. <laughs> I think that's so awesome. So, um, one other question that I have for you is, um, have you joined? So knowing that your group of people who are the most likely to get a lot out of your show are people who view themselves as leaders. So the, probably they're looking up, you know, how do I better myself? How do I, you know, how do I lead? I'm going to, you know, a lot of people will, um, take on, I'm, I'm imagining like a younger, when I was a younger person, I know as I was stepping into leadership roles and I do this now, even if I'm going into another industry or area is I'll look up leadership in that area, you know? So like, you know, I'm, uh, for podcasting, you know, how do you run a good show? Like, how do you lead your guests, you know, things like that. And then what happens is you see a lot of things come up that are how to lead yourself, <laughs> you know? And so, um, but, but along that vein, do you join any groups, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn that are for those people, for leaders, for people who I belong are, you know, to a, a quite a large number of different groups on LinkedIn and Facebook, and those posts get posted in well posted onto my page and then shared with those groups. Okay, with those groups, do you ever spend any time on them? Where you know there are always discussions going on, or a lot of time I all spend, groups. 
I spend some time, probably not enough. Part of that is just literally there's only 24 hours in the day. (laughs) And uh, so it tends to get spread a bit thin. Um, But I do what I tend to do is to um, to do it. It it becomes almost sick. Let me get the word right. Um, uh, Sick. My my brain's gone. Sickly or. Oh, yes, sorry. I, I'll do it. I, I, yeah, I'll do it. You know, for a, a while, and then I'll go and work in another one because it's no good just just doing it once and then disappearing. But you've got to see the discussion through. Um, but it can be very time consuming. And I, back last year, June, July, I was doing a lot of it, and it just took over. And so mm. I I took a step back. I have to say because it was just so time consuming. Okay, awesome. I need to be able to clone me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand. Like I eat my own cooking, so I know what it's like to do yeah. a lot of these things that I ask about. So I totally understand <laughs> what you're saying. And I always say like busy people make the best podcasters. So everything you're telling me, like I completely understand. Um, so let's see. Oh, and so when you are on social media, what link do you send people to? Um, that's one of the things that uh, we're in the process of going to have to change and go back and alter all of them because previously we've done um, YouTube, uh, the W4CY YouTube Leadership for Life and iHeartRadio. Uh, but of course, as I said to you, iHeartRadio is not working for us. So we've got to go back and re Re, um, edit all of those things and we will probably put a selection of uh, Pandora, Spotify and Amazon. I think those were the top three but this news uh, it's taken about 10 days to find out the truth of what was going on and it we, we only found it out on last Thursday so there needs to be a bit more research before we decide which ones we're going to um, to do, I think what we'll, what we'll probably do is, um, you know, uh, go to your favourite, um, po- you know, where you listen to your podcasts, and these are the uh, the top five uh, you'll find it on. Because uh, okay. don't want to give them a list of a hundred. Yeah, but that's yeah. very that's very new. So we've got to really think about how we do that in the best possible way. Okay, so. So when you, so I'm just trying to imagine, so you'll put a post out with the image and then you'll say something about and the episode. It'll tell you a, a little bit about what's on the, who's on the show, what's on the show. And then to listen to that, if you want to watch it, go to YouTube. If you want to listen, it's on, um, it, on uh, most podcast platforms, but here you know the top five, okay. something like that. Okay. So, and then I, I need to kind of go back to the blog here real quick before we transition. Um, do you write each blog post or do you, is it the RSS feed? And I'm speaking specifically to the pages on your genuinely you um, website. They're taken, Either one. The show, <laughs> they're taken from the show submission that is okay. created prior to the show. Okay. So before every show, um, a week before I have to submit a show submission um, and that then goes to the um, onto the blog platforms and we use that or adapt it to go onto the genuinely you site 
Okay. Okay. So is that, do you know, is it the same one that's used, um, in your, so when it's posted on the podcast itself, is it the same description? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, now again, kind of back to your vision to positively impact a million people through the development of enlightened, profitable leadership, creating opportunities to spread the word and engage with a much wider audience with that vision in mind, what would you say is standing between you and achieving that vision right now? That's an interesting question, because if I knew what it was in in definable terms, I'd be doing it. (laughs) Um. Yeah, you are an action taker. You would be like on it for sure. (laughs) But if you were to guess, like, do you have any idea? Like, I mean, I know it's like find more people, but are you just like, I'm doing all these things. I just have faith that it's going to work or or what's your posture around fulfilling that vision where you're at right now? Right. So podcasting is just one strand. So I'm, um, I'm an author. I've got many books um, and more recently creating um, intentional journals and workbooks to help people develop um, for themselves. Um, and so You've got podcasts, you've got the um, uh, TV show, there's books, and all of these have articles, blogs, lumens, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with a, a mentor um, and get an opportunity to be on uh, her platforms. Um, I'm also a guest on other people's platforms as uh, both podcasts and TV. Um, I've just been um, uh, signed up as an expert on Brains magazine. Oh, wow. Um, So, so, you know, this is multi-stranded. One of the reasons when you said, you know, do I spend much time in the discussion forums, (laughs) you'll appreciate (laughs) sleep's one of those things that, you know, you need (laughs) to do it occasionally. Um, So it's multifaceted and um, my intention um is that i don't think one thing is likely to be an answer i think it's going to be a combination um and the hope is that you know that all of the back links to the websites um you know all of these things will it will raise um what i'm doing above the white noise because there's just so much on the internet isn't there yeah uh, that it will raise Uh, it'll, it'll rise above all of the white noise and people will notice it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Um, okay. Let me just, it just like inspired me to, because I always get to this part in the, in the, uh, interview where I'm like, okay, I'm starting to really get a gist of like where you're strong because I'm all about leveraging what you're already doing amazingly. And like, if we were to make like a little change what would that be that would leverage what you're already doing amazingly? So, and yours is so different. So it's just taken me a minute just to, I want to type it up because I get all excited and then I forget like what I was going to say, but, um, uh, so let's see. And then, um, perfect. Now, when you are speaking and doing all these other strands of media, are you consistently, promoting a single brand or are you kind of like I'm all over the place kind of a promotion kind of thing so genuinely you okay is the 
if you like, it's the um, umbrella brand. Okay, but their training hub, Gina Gardner Associates, it acknowledges that it's part of the Genuinely You group. So everything uh, comes under the umbrella of Genuinely You, but the Enlightened Leadership Programme, which is an accredited 10-month programme, um, fully supported by leadership facilitators, um, you know, it's there, but it's all under the Genuinely You overarching brand. And then there are different sort of strands that come under the um, so if you're interested in pure leadership and in an organized business leadership or in an organization, um, then uh, the um, enlightenedleadership.com, um, um, that's there. So there are different ways in, but they all come under the overarching umbrella of Genuinely You. And they're branded so you can see that there is, uh, the, the, you know, the colors and the branding has a, a common feel to it okay awesome awesome is there anything else that you want to share with me i'm about to go into the okay here's my take on it (laughs) and we'll have time to discuss it as well but before i go into that is there anything else that you want to tell me about how you're promoting it that we didn't get a chance to cover before i transition into that i don't think so i think you know if those um headings you know, in terms of um, social media, I get invited to speak on terrestrial radio. Um, so, you know, if the opportunities come up or I can create the opportunities, then I, you know, uh, I do that. People have written articles about what I'm doing. So, um, and those are, I put an article as an attachment to every email. So, you know, the emails, brand things and tell people what you're doing. So, I hope that they all sort of interconnect and, and there's an opportunity for people to, to see the range of what's going on. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Super awesome. So is it okay with you if I share some insights? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, well, if we could solve one problem today, the number one goal that you said in the first place was that you wanted to increase the number of people who regularly tune into the live show and download the recordings. So that's really yeah. what I'm focused on. When I talk about podcasting and how to improve it, uh, there are four P's to preeminence. That was kind of the word that that I used uh, before when we talked about growing your audience, becoming more well-known, growing your credibility, which I think you're brilliant at. I think that you're really getting out there and, and just, you know, when people hear you, they get it, you know your stuff. Um, the four P's, um, know your purpose, you know, why you want to do it, know your people, or really dial in on your audience messaging optimize the promotion of your show, which I think you do brilliantly. If I were to pick one thing, I think that you do that absolutely the best. Number four, the fourth P is earn proceeds or profit. Like a lot of people call it profit, but in podcasting, a lot of times they're just proceeds that go right back into the show or, um, because a lot of times they're really the relationships that you build in the podcast is usually the number one, uh, benefit of doing a show and, but you still have to make money or you can't delegate. Like I said before, busy people make the best podcasters. So to grow a show, there's going to come a time if it hasn't already. And for you, it already has to delegate and have someone helping you because it's just ridiculous to spend your, you know, the time of a principal of the host to, you know, be 
editing the video. <laughs> At some point that needs to end. We all have, we all start there, but there has to be like a vision on the horizon that that isn't going to be the case forever. Because what if all your dreams come true and you help a million people? I mean, you're going to be on more shows and, you know, people are going to want to discuss with you. They're going to be private messaging you, you know, and things like that. So that's your best and highest and best use of your time. So, so that's why proceeds matter. Um, when I do these interviews, we're either focused on preeminence, getting known or proceeds. And we've chosen this episode to talk about preeminence. So that is what we're going to focus on right now. So would like the other as well, but I assume that will come from the, from the the former. (laughs) There, there are a lot of ways I was making, um, a profit on my second podcast breakaway agent before I was even airing. (laughs) So, so you don't have to wait for anything before you start making money at your show. And, um, but today we're just going to focus on preeminence and preeminence supports proceeds and proceeds supports preeminence. So it it all really works together. You're a holistic leadership trainer. You know, you teach people about that. So you understand you can't just solve one thing and then have everything be working. It's really a lot of things work together. So, the first thing I want to cover is what I feel like you're really strong at. You have a beautiful brand. I think visually, uh, you know, I, I, as soon as I see your logo, I feel like it's just consistent throughout. Um, and again, I'm a huge fan of your blog on <laughs> genuinely dash you. I just um, think it's brilliant. And that's dot co, right? Dot co. Yeah. Um, love the layout. Uh, and also whenever I see you anywhere, uh, when I was, you know, looking up your name or looking at, I know you've got a lot of presence on the W4CY radio website. That was the link actually that you gave me when I had asked for your contact information. So everywhere I look, it's consistently like you provide holistic leadership help. Like I got that. So branding, is going to be the theme of the rest of what I'm going to talk about, which are opportunities. And if I were the boss of the world, (laughs) um, because you are out there, like you're, you know, you've got the social media going on. Um, even if you just do discussions, sometimes it's a huge help. Like, you know, it's not, I mean, a lot of people are, Oh, consistency. Consistency is important because it builds trust. However, discussions, if you are just on a discussion thing all the time, people think you have way too much time on your hands and you shouldn't probably be the one that they're going to take advice from, you know? And so I would just say like, don't be afraid to do it. You know, I, I call it my pajama work, you know, I'll on a Saturday morning, I'll just sit and like talk to people about my favorite topics and not be salesy at all. Just be answering their questions, answering their questions. Sometimes they'll ask a question in an exact episode fits what they're asking about. So I'll be like, Hey, there's episode number 10 on my show. You know, we don't want to be spammy on groups. So we don't want to always just share links. Um, if you can share a link, that's where I would be like, listen to this episode. This guest talks about, you know, one, two, and three that exactly talks about what you're talking, you know, what you're asking and, and the issue that you're having, because then it's not like, you're like, Oh, go listen to my show. Like, 
you know, if I hear one more person tell me to go listen to their show, I just am like, I don't want to listen to your show. But if they're, if I have a question and then they're like, oh, this is totally answered in this episode and it's answered by this person who's brilliant. Um, it number one makes it look like you surround yourself with only the most brilliant people, which builds again, builds your brand. Um, so anyway, I kind of went off on that, but it's just hugely powerful, uh, because that same research I was telling you about that said that, web searches are the number one way that people find podcasts. The number two way is referrals, like recommendations from their friends, uh, which is going to actually lead me into another thing, excuse me. But if, if people are referring a show, if you're sharing things in a discussion, they're a lot more likely to share that with a friend, you know, if they have, if their friend has that same kind of question. So um, it just sets a good precedent. The other thing is um, your audience promise. Now, I, again, love that wherever I go, I get it that you are this holistic leadership person that I can take advice from because you know it. Um, I, you know, I'm just going to say, okay, so I used to coach cheerleading, right? So I was at a private school. I I was a cheerleading coach and they were the worst cheerleaders ever. Like my pastor, (laughs) my pastor was a referee and I told him a girl's basketball referee. And I told him like, yeah, I'm going to coach. I'm going to coach this cheerleading squad. And he's just like, he started laughing. And then he was like, they are the worst cheerleaders ever. I'm like, you're a pastor. How can you even say that? And he's like, okay, they are like, go look at them. So it took me one season to get them they were competition ready by the end of the year. Now at the beginning, they were terrible in the mini, in the middle, they were good. And I would say like, for you, you're, excuse me, you're already competition level. So you're like level seven cheerleading, (laughs) which if anyone's listening from Texas, you totally know what I'm talking about. It's like college level. Um, but so if, but if you, so what I'm about to tell you, usually I'm talking about really basic things. I'm telling, you know, if you listen to my other episodes, it's, you know, all about like, oh, you should start a blog because that's how people find what, you know, podcasts for you. It's like, okay, you're doing all these things, right? So we're tweaking these little tiny things, um, because you're already doing all these other things. Well, so I don't, I don't know if that was a good analogy, but it totally, that's all I could think. No, of. It works for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So with that in mind, your audience promise, I feel like is half built. I feel like if you're able to say, Hey, if you see yourself, but in your own words, so this is not it, but like develop something where you're like, if you're this kind of a person and you want to take, and you want to make this transformation on other people's lives, listen to our show, because, you know, we're going to cover every topic. Um, so if you see yourself in that capacity in any way, you're going to love it. Um, because you want to build not only this vision within them that they don't just want to listen to one episode because it's about the topic that they're interested in, but they want to listen to your show because it's going to uh, cover the different areas to help them be more rounded. So that's one of the benefits. However, the other one is when they have friends who fit that, they'll recommend it to them. They'll be like, oh, I've got a friend. And that's exactly who they are and what kind of help that they need. So it just gives them better words to be able to refer you. That's helpful. So this isn't my boss of the world one. Cause I feel like you're so good at that already, but I would just say like, that's something to consider. Yeah. Um, and then also your, the one thing about your brand that I would tweak is it feels like there's just all these names. Like I would, um, if someone's asking for, where do I find, where do you, where can I find you? I would just pick your genuinely dash you. Um, is that, did I, I'm like, 
carrying yeah. on. Did I get that right? <laughs> Dot com. Yeah. Um, and that way it's easy to remember. It's top of mind. They can leave the show, go over to your website and still remember it because you've well branded across your website so they can find the brand that they were just listening to. So like, oh, podcaster, oh, you know, um, this product or whatever. So that's the other thing I would say is just make it easier for them to your top yeah. of mind. <clears throat> and then I would try to do that with your social as well. Like how can you have that same brand over and over again, because you're getting in front of everybody. And with that in mind, you just need to be easier to remember and attach to what it is that they're looking for. So there's that. Um, we talked about description. Um, oh, episode covers. This is so minor. And if you do, again, this is just like opportunity areas is if you're able to get a, an episode art for the specific episode. So for example, I go to your podcast page and it's the same exact cover art, which is beautiful, but it's the show cover art for every cover. If you were able to, you know, put the guest image on there. Cause I, I had a hard time knowing even if it was an interview show, honestly, I, I knew it because you answered the question, yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't have known it if I went to your website first. And a lot of times what we'll do is optimize the text for the guest name, uh, interview with so-and-so. Because then if someone's looking them up, your page is going to come up. So I would just say that that's an area to be found more often. And even though that's not my boss of the world answer, I think you're going to get a lot more visitors just by doing and that's that. On the web, that's on the website. On the website. Exactly. Okay. And I would also just incidentally uh, write more words for the website. Uh, I would maybe you could incorporate the description from the show, but um, it, it's kind of a, I, I wouldn't like you're busy. So I don't know if I would optimize that as being one of the first things, unless you had a writer and you just said, here's the description build on that. <laughs> you well, know? Well, submission has to be written anyway. So that can be used if it's not. Yeah. Okay. I will yeah. play with that. It's not an emergency, but I would say you're going to get more visitors if you do that. Um, and then, and then also just testimonials. That's one thing we'll do is all uh, at the, in fact, I'll ask you at the end of the show. So I'll just give away one of my questions, but right after I'm like, what was your overall impression of this? And then you're going to give me the answer and boom, that's a testimonial. Like that's what your guest just said. So include, you mentioned one thing that you do that's brilliant, which is you include a link to, you know, on your emails for, you know, the show and things like that. Uh, having a couple testimonials, is the kind of social proof that will really help as you go. So those are some takeaways. So you can t pick and choose whatever is easy to do. Uh, my number one thing <clears throat> is the branding. I would just say tighten up the branding when it comes to the genuinely you. Like you just want people to know um, it, it's a lot for them to go, oh, I found you here. Now I need to go find you somewhere else, you know, if they're listening. Um, but if they just know, like it's just ingrained in their brain <laughs> that that's where you yeah. are. I would say, um, and then number two would be the blog, those blog tips. I think, um, the interview, yeah. the, the guest name and the number of words, do you, could you see yourself doing any one of those things and seeing an improvement? Yeah, no, definitely. Awesome. Um, we'll certainly, um, I'll, I'll work with Rachel in terms of, um, of doing an individual image for each show and also the wording. That's, I mean, what you've suggested, it makes a lot of sense and uh, we won't necessarily do all of it instantly, no. but over the next few weeks, we'll be doing all of it. <laughs> awesome. I know you're such a, you're such an action taker. I love talking to action takers. So it makes me really happy. Um, and so did you have any questions or comments about that 
before we I don't think start. so um, it's been really helpful thank you very much it's it, it makes you think about things in a different way it's the first time I've had an opportunity to have a conversation about it um other than doing it if that makes sense so yeah. thank you Oh, you're so welcome. And to everyone who's listening to this show, I, you know, I hope you're able to take some things away from what Gina's doing already. That's right. Some ideas that her show uh, can optimize. And as you are listening to this, go check out her site. Like it's awesome. Number one, uh, how it's formatted. I just highly recommend. (laughs) I always tell people to do a blog post almost never, but it's like, if I can make everybody do anything, that's it. And I love how you did it. So again, it's genuinely hyphen or dash you.co. We'll have a link to this in our show notes. Um, and, and also if you look it up on the podcast, so I looked up your show, uh, there's another leadership for you, but Gina's show is in all caps. So look for the one in all caps leadership for life. Um, and then Gina G I N a. So that's what you look up when you go to your favorite platform and she's right there subscribe. So you can hit it and be keeping up to date on the different topics. Um, Gina, is there anywhere else that, that you w- would like them to check out where else they can find you, especially how can they watch you live? Um, if you want to watch live, go to W4CY YouTube uh, Leadership for Life, a Thursday evening, 1, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. UK. Um, we're live every Thursday. and love to see people there. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again, Gina, so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap? Just to say a huge thank you. It's been really helpful. Oh, good. I'm so glad. That just makes me so happy. So, well, hey, everyone who's listening and uh, don't be average, be brave, take action and make magic happen. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening and happy podcasting.